0: Go, Chris.
1: Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die.
0: When all the birds are singing. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to podcast. (laughs) is that it now
1: we're just generic
0: yeah yeah we've just we sold the love the graps name um and we're just podcast now
1: yeah it's part of an agreement yeah yeah well
0: itunes wanted us to change it to just podcast so that they could just link directly to our episodes from (laughs) now on so if you open your podcast app all you'll find is our our episodes just us all the time yeah and that's what you want it really isn't it anyway i can tell i can tell by the your heavy breathing (laughs) um yeah so this is love the graps the podcast oh yeah um i'm chris i'm sat with alan um we are sat in my house what is this area of the house called i haven't decided what we're calling it yet it's very odd the yellow room it is quite yellow was it always yellow yeah, the walls have been yellow since we moved in. Yeah. To paint you a picture, um, it is a, part, a large part of my house, which is tiled and it's got my desk in it. It's got some columns as well. Yeah, it's got some metal columns. They're I've metal, made yeah. Made of metal, Yeah. It used to be a factory, apparently. Yeah. shoe factory. Very small factory. Yeah, it was a very small factory, it so seems. So small shoes. Yeah. Did elves work here? Um yeah I think yeah, it, I did yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that's the only thing I can think that yeah. would work in this place um, I think maybe it was a bit bigger I think it extended back a little bit right
1: still very thin
0: yeah it's a very narrow factory yeah um, how wide
1: do you need a factory to be
0: I don't know I don't know I mean really any factory experts <laughs> can tell us the standard width of a factory <laughs> please get in touch yeah the factory setting yeah. So this is the second episode in our new series of firsts. Yeah, so the second, we should have done a second episode.
1: And in fact, we'll talk about it later, it might have been better if we'd have done the second episode of this
0: particular one. Um, So uh, our last first episode, (laughs) which was also our first first episode, um, we watched Glow, Gorgeous, gorgeous ladies, ladies of Wrestling. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought we were going to do oh, the whole kidding, thing, really... man. Um, oh. uh, uh, glow, Gorgeous Ladies of... No, God. I'm not <laughs> doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay. Um, and we watched... A, that was from 1986. was. Um, we watched that. Enjoyed it. I, I very much enjoyed yeah, it. it. It was a fun chat as well. Yeah. Um, but today, we've changed gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, no women... <laughs> there were there was a glimpse of a woman. There were actually there was a glimpse of two women. Yeah, two women. Two women. Um, and what we watched was the first episode of NXT from Full Sail University. Yeah. So this isn't the game show NXT, which no. we, maybe we'll get round to doing that at some point. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Well, it, it'll be fun to watch for you then, won't it? Is it is it like tough enough? Uh, it was a little bit like that's kind of a little bit of what they were doing yeah um but we won't talk about that right okay um but this was um when wwe kind of changed their 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 developmental brand yeah because it was florida
1: championship wrestling it's a bit regional yeah
0: yeah and they decided to relaunch it as nxt taking the existing nxt brand Um, and they moved to Full Sail University in Florida, um, and had kind of like a permanent production facility. Yeah. Yeah, there's Um, a man at my work who calls it Next. Yeah, I've heard people call it Next before. Yeah.
1: There's an E missing, so if anything it should be Next. Next. Next.
0: Which doesn't doesn't work for me. Well, I I might just say it throughout this episode. Uh, Oh, don't. Um, So this was broadcast on June 19th, 2012. Wow, five years. Like over five years ago now. Yeah. Um, And it had some matches on it. Had a lot of uh, video promos on it. Um, It was quite an interesting sort of look back on, you know, who the sort of top prospects were mm. for WWE back and, in and 2012. And how that turned out. Yeah, where are they now, indeed?
1: Well, most of them still in NXT. How um, 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 no. well?
0: No. None I of them are, true, no. No, no. Um, just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but also, I, I think, first notable thing is that NXT, as a TV programme doesn't look a whole lot different.
1: No. No. Um, maybe that is because part of what NXT is, is that it's not only a developmental territory for the wrestlers, it's also a developmental territory for production.
0: Yeah, I think that's always been part of what they're trying to do with it.
1: So, you know, it's, it's going to have those people, before they graduate onto the main roster of the TV production bits yeah. as well so there is going to be a certain level i mean it's a good level
0: yeah but i think if, yeah. if you were going by that that logic you'd say that there probably would be significant sort of changes over time yeah, yeah because you're starting from a beginner level i guess and moving on yeah and and there, there were definitely improvements yeah. there was some pretty dodgy video production at a couple of points in this yeah um and obviously there have been sort of Technical upgrades, yeah, in terms of like video screens and stuff yeah. like that. And there were a few
1: more people, and yeah,
0: they filled the of yeah, since since then. Um, but yeah, ultimately, like it's kind of shot the same way, yeah. Um, the sets look the same, yeah. Um, yeah, um, it, uh, I guess that's quite sort of an interesting point. I think actually, and this is something that I remember hearing quite a while ago is that. The way they shot NXT has actually been quite influential on in the way they shoot a lot of the main roster TV mm. now. Because they use like a lot of the crane like, shots for close-ups and yeah. stuff like that, which they didn't used to do.
1: Well, because, I mean, NXT was and still is a studio TV yeah. production. It's it shot in a studio. And when you go out on the road and you're doing the, the main roster stuff, it's in an arena. And it is it's a different it's a different animal, um, and I guess for a while it evolved into right. This is how we we do stuff now. This is how we do TV, yeah. and they weren't doing studio stuff. Yeah. And then bringing it back, might have thought,
0: yeah, everything old is is new again. Yeah. Um. But do we want to dip into our usual love the graps? not yeah. my graps. Yeah, let's dive right in. Have you got something for the Love the Graps?
1: Um, Do you know what? I loved on this show Bo Dallas.
0: Yeah.
1: Bo Dallas is someone who has never really realised his potential. Um, Currently part of the Miztourage. Yeah. Which isn't even a thing.
0: No, it's just a Miz and two people.
1: Yeah. Um, But I like the way here he was a white meat babyface um occasionally very southern yeah i struggled to understand him a couple of times uh was obsessed with his smile um his hair was a little bit too long yeah longer than it should be on a man almost to the length of that weird bloke who sits in the front row of pay-per-views the
0: weird goth yeah the weird goth
1: guy there was a very similar kind of hair thing going on there um but I liked his fire. In, and in fact, the, the announcers, and we'll talk about the announcers in yeah. a bit, um, they kept going on about his fire. And they said that uh, he had so much fire, so much of a temper, that he split his kidney.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know whether that was cause and effect or whether they were <laughs> saying that he he had a split kidney and that made him angry, or whether they were saying he was so angry he split his kidney.
1: How do you split a kidney? I don't know. And um, and what do you do if you split a kidney?
0: I don't know. I mean, I guess if you take a funny knock, it could get split. <laughs> I mean, you've got two, so do you get a third one? <laughs> you know, like if you have a kidney um, transplant, they leave the kidney back. They leave the kidney in there. Do they? Do you know that? Yeah, rather than take it out, they just like push it to one side. Is that right, Mod? Let us know. Yeah, that's over there. unless the kidney's infected, then they have to take it out. But I think if it's failed, yeah. then they just leave it in there. Well, I
1: guess it just starts up again.
0: No, no. Well, they, it's obviously not connected to the usual function because the new kidney's doing that. But yeah, they just leave it in there. It's true. That's a true fact. <laughs> that can't be right. Why not? They, I mean, that's, I know it sounds really weird. That's just like a bag of offal. Yeah, yeah. It's like when... It's you, turning you into a haggis. It's like when like, you could buy a chicken... And it would have all the giblets still tucked inside it. That cannot be right. It's true. That is true. I'm telling you, I'm putting my my hands up. I I ain't lying.
1: No word of a lie. Well, I mean, there's a couple of people who should listen to this podcast because they're Mm. friends of mine. And if they're not, then really they're letting me down. Uh, One of whom has has had a kidney transplant. Mm. Another one works in some capacity in a hospital. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> right okay I've, I've not, well they must know the ins and outs yeah, of all surgery. I've not yet
1: ascertained uh, <laughs> no. I think he works in the morgue
0: okay so maybe, maybe poke around a few yeah. bodies oh there's an so, extra um, kidney in so yes yeah, so get in touch with us okay well there you go yeah. that's you know if he split his kidney he could have had an extra kidney yeah. put in
1: but I liked his fire yeah uh, he, he won the opening match he beat Rick Victor
0: yeah and that match was about two minutes long
1: <laughs> and the perfect length yeah uh, he beat Rick Victor, who is now Victor yeah. of the Ascension yes. on the uh, main roster. Um, Rick Victor, described as the uh, final student of the Heart Dungeon.
0: Yeah, I feel like every Canadian um, that, that, that comes through WWE um, is called the final graduate of the Heart Dungeon.
1: I think there's, there's a certain point, and then there's a crossover yeah. to
0: Lance Storm. Yes, I've trained with Lance Storm now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always, you know, just to... Because I, I watched a fair bit of NXT kind of shortly after this. I started mm. watching it before it was on the network. Yeah. Um, whilst it was on, like, you could watch it on Hulu. Mm. Um, so I was watching it kind of around this time. Um, and I always quite liked Bo Dallas. I like There was a transition... Um, from this you know very pure baby face into a bit of a deluded egomaniac oh, he's got one of them faces well, that's, and that's the thing I think he, the smiling thing kind of turned the audience on him because yeah. he has got quite a weird smile yeah um, I've always you know I, I, there have been a couple of times on the main roster where I've thought oh, maybe they get it with him now like maybe they're gonna uh. try something and it never, it's never really, then, you know, I think it takes a bit of commitment and that's, that's never been there. So it's always mm. been a shame with him. I think there's something there. Yeah. I, anything you particularly loved well, about these graps? Um, let's just, just sh- you know, wander away from kayfabe for a minute and talk about um, Bo Dallas's shoot brother um, in real life also known as bray wyatt and they had what was the very first um video vignette for bray wyatt on this episode um very cape fear yeah very very sort of twisted very it was quite it was quite subtle yeah like you know it had his theme his theme that he still uses today on it um there were lots of things that were still very similar to like the first sort of portrayal of Bray Wyatt by the time he'd got to the main roster. Mm. It's, the the looks changed a lot since then. Yeah, it was, um, it was,
1: ve- it was brighter. Yeah. Um, very, more sort of Florida. Yeah. Um, Southern Gothic than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Uh, which I think is the current kind of. Yeah,
0: I think that kind of came with the sort of introduction of the family and yeah. like the sort of, the way they kind of focused more on on that by the time they got to the main I mean
1: he didn't stuff. look like he stank
0: in I think world. he he still looked a bit stinky <laughs> really yeah. but that
1: would be just cuz he's out in the heat yeah 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 um not because he hasn't washed
0: no um but I it it f- trying to look at it with um uh and like a bit of objectivity I think that like if you watched that at the time that was a very exciting mm, sort of development like you know to to have this new character and you're you're very you, you don't know what that is mm. you don't know you've never seen anything quite like that as I mean not I mean there there have been a couple of characters over the past 30 years that have touched on some of the same notes that Bray Wyatt has but not in WWE and like at least not in recent times, especially not in the last decade. Mm. Um, And obviously the music's very different, different to anything else that's being used. Um, You know, he... Yeah, he's very sinister, but as you say, it's quite colourful at the same time. Mm. Um, And, you know, and and anybody... (laughs) I mean, of course, he was previously on the main roster. Been through the original incarnation of NXT um, as Husky Harris, um, um, and come and, back. And, and, and I've, I've
1: always, I've always thought that Husky Harris is is still around, but Bray Wyatt is some kind of spirit. I think that's that inhabits the body of Husky Harris. Is that not right? N-
0: no, I mean that that uh, not as far as I'm aware. That sounds like a kind of internet fan explanation as to why you know one character might disappear and then there's another one played by the same person
1: but what you're saying is they haven't discounted that
0: no i mean nobody's ever addressed it
1: it's come up when the undertaker first appeared he was supposed to be a malevolent spirit inhabiting the body of a recently deceased wrestler oh okay yeah yeah Mm. And then he became uh, a mixed martial artist (laughs) And uh, an American badass
0: Yes uh, So maybe one day We'll find out more about the Bray Wyatt character Yeah. He's gone from Charismatic um, Soothsayer almost Mm -hmm. um, uh, Down in the Florida uh, Swamps Everglades To Krusty Juggler
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he pretty much is yeah. a crusty juggler. Um, he so, wears an apron. No, no one should wear an apron
0: unless you, you're working in a kitchen. I guess or a slaughterhouse.
1: I mean, the the one thing I thought about wearing an apron mm. in a kitchen. What are you doing to to necessitate an apron? Who cooks that with with that much abandon?
0: Well, I think if you're working in a commercial kitchen, there's a lot of haste, isn't there? So. That's a, Stuff's going to happen.
1: Do you know what, though, Chris? Less haste, more speed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of thing JR would say. <laughs> um, anything else that you liked about this?
1: The, the thing that I uh, particularly liked about this, and we mentioned Bray Wyatt, is um, that I said earlier we perhaps should have watched next week's show because the, the trailers were perhaps the best bit of the show. Yeah. But maybe even more than the matches. Certainly more than the match, definitely more than the yeah. matches. So, we got to see a little trailer for Bray Wyatt. Yeah, we got to see a trailer for Seth Rollins, yep. speaking in a normal voice, yeah, not that yeah. annoying hmm. whine that the, he has adopted.
0: Sort of deluded maniac. Uh,
1: we got means. to see a trailer for Cesaro, yeah. Um, and these are now genuine main event superstars as opposed yeah. to people who are on. Main event and superstars.
0: A very good joke, huh? Yeah,
1: it's, it's almost as if we hadn't rehearsed that Yeah, track. yeah, yeah. I was expecting you to jump in no, at some fine. point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the <laughs> other kind of vignette that I really liked was um, Johnny Curtis. Now, right, okay. this, this was I all way like... before I came back to wrestling. Yeah. Uh, but my friend Chris, uh, Stereo Mike in a former life. He continued watching wrestling when I was not watching wrestling, when I was on the island of Lian Yu for those five horrible years. And he used to tell me about stuff that was pretty cool. And he sent me some video clips of Johnny Curtis. And there was a kidnapping incident uh, involving chloroform, which I particularly enjoyed. And so I knew of Johnny Curtis. Uh, And of course he is now Fandango. Um, And so this was the first time that I'd seen Johnny Curtis in a show as a whole. And it was a thrill for me. I I really enjoyed him.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you enjoyed it more because you've got this, uh, this, um, you know, the um, already pre-existing relationship with Johnny Curtis. Yeah. To me, I watched it and I was like, Oh, That's where Dean Ambrose got his current act from, <laughs> yeah. It's possible. Like, oh, I'm a wacky idiot, yeah. Um, who wears jeans and, and not always a shirt, yeah. Um, and uh, but also in that, yeah, we had Derek Bateman, currently yeah. um, known as EC3, he had hair on the didn't TNA, you? yeah, yeah, it's very curly hair, looked like an idiot, <laughs> I think most people <laughs> with curly hair do, um, but well maybe one of the reasons we watched this was because we you know we thought it would be notable because of where people have gone mm. to from this so should we run down let's try and run through who we saw on this okay. episode um because i think pretty much everyone has moved on well we said there's nobody left that's still on NXT no um so in the opening match we had Bo Dallas and? and he was against Rick Victor. Yeah. So that's Bo Dallas currently trotting around with the Miz. Yeah. And Rick Victor, now Victor of the Ascension. Yeah.
1: Then uh, we had um, a, a tag team match. Yeah. Um, which was the Ascension, but not the Ascension. No. It was the Ascension. Yeah. Which was Connor... Um, Connor O'Brien, Connor O'Brien and Kenneth Cameron, <laughs> Kenneth Cameron, who sounds like sounds like a a film critic,
0: yeah, or nephew of David, Cameron. yeah, Cameron,
1: um, and he, uh, Connor is of course now still Con... in the Ascension,
0: yeah, never left,
1: no, on the uh, on the main roster. Well, there was it on period where he had to sit out a bit because he was on drugs,
0: yeah, but I mean
1: he was still in the Ascension. Yeah, um, Kenneth Cameron. Uh, is the, uh, is better known as Thomas Latimer. That's his real name. Well,
0: he's not better known as Thomas Latimer. Well, I don't
1: know. Because he's not particularly well known as Bram. Noted
0: anti-draw. Noted surprise opponent. Yeah. Um, Britt Rest surprise opponent. And why is he a
1: surprise? Because if you advertised him... Nobody nobody would would, come. Nobody would come.
0: Um, yeah. Also TNA personality. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: um... One of, one of three people um, in, that we saw in matches who is no longer employed by WWE. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: And even though one of those people will never wrestle again because he has a, a badly damaged neck, yeah. I'd say he's probably still more of a prospect than Bram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes,
0: yes, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, and their opponents, um, well, I say their opponents, one of them didn't get to enter the ring at all, um, but so the person who, who, didn't, who stayed on the apron the whole match was uh, uh, Mike Dalton, yeah. um, latterly known as Tyler Breeze, yep. of, um, currently of the Fashion Police, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, as I say, he didn't get to do anything, no. he just stood outside.
1: And his tag team partner...
0: Yeah, was um, Baywatch character C.J. Parker. Uh, Not
1: played by uh, Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson.
0: Um, <laughs> no, no. My <laughs> kid, of course. <laughs> um uh, better known today as Juice Robinson.
1: New Japan's start of the G1 Climax
0: Tournament. Juice Robinson, who defeated Kenny Omega during the G1 Climax Tournament. Yeah. Um, he got battered. Yeah. And by the Ascension. And took, beat, took their ridiculous... Beaten by one of the worst finishing manoeuvres I've ever seen, which was essentially a flapjack. <laughs> well, it was a, a flapjack
1: following a, a jawjacker. So,
0: yeah. Um, really terrible
1: it was not a sick fucking tag move
0: it was i guess as a tag move
1: (laughs) two separate moves
0: is that a tag move
1: in kind of close proximity
0: yeah um then after that there was well it was a non-match yeah well jr introduced it as hopefully we'll get to see this person have a match Uh, which was a very strange thing to say um Uh, In the ring, waiting for his opponent, was Kurt Angle's son, (laughs) uh, Jason Jordan.
1: Again, with very curly hair. Uh,
0: Now, I don't know how long Jason Jordan has known that he's Kurt Angle's son. Like, I mean, I haven't been watching WWE, but I am aware that that is a a thing that's going on at the moment. Yeah. Um, But has he always known? No.
1: No. I think it was a surprise to both.
0: So, he just happened... To be a WWE superstar. It's genetics, mate. At the time, Kurt Angle returned. Oh, right, okay. Genetics. And Um, um,
1: he was fighting... I I did just say there were three men no longer employed by WWE because I'd completely forgotten this man is no longer employed by WWE. Damien Sandow.
0: Yeah. Damien Sandow, who um, once won Money in the Bank.
1: any idiot Um, yeah so
0: he came out and he just did a little thing and and then walked off yeah there was not a match there was no match no Um, and then the main event was but where is
1: Sandow now though before we talk about main
0: event I don't know I don't know where is he I don't know no I don't know didn't he quit wrestling I think he did yeah Yeah. well he was quite intellectual wasn't he probably got a job as an intellectual yeah or Um, as a celebrity impersonator yeah. Well, stunt double it was wasn't it, it was a stunt oh, well, that's th- it what was he was a, originally, was stunt wasn't it? double but yeah. then he
1: became Randy Savage. do you remember before Hulk Hogan did a racism?
0: Oh uh, yeah, because he was messing about with um okay. well the fellow <laughs> in the main event here, yeah. Michael McGillicutty. now Michael McGillicutty is a third generation superstar. did you know that he is, Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, who's his father? well his his father is Kurt McGillicutty. Oh. Um, not f- not not popular at all. Uh, <laughs> and who's his grandfather? His grandfather is Larry the Axe McGillicutty. Oh, right. Uh, again, not a very popular wrestler. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why they keep mentioning it. No. Frankly.
1: What I quite liked is McGillicutty as a name takes ages to say. Mm. Um, and yet they kept saying it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a very weird choice for a WWE superstar because mm. n- at no point... In the last 30 years, have WWE ever pushed anyone with a stupid <laughs> surname like that? No. I guess maybe Dolph Ziggler.
1: Hmm. I've never got the whole Dolph Ziggler.
0: But at least Ziggler's got a Z in it. So <laughs> that
1: makes it cool, doesn't it? Yeah. He was um, not only the only third generation
0: superstar. Bo Dallas. <laughs> Bo Dallas. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah. Um... And William Regal said, I've known him since he was a boy.
1: Yeah, um, Bo Dallas, named after the city mm. where he he lived.
0: The city of Bo. <laughs> That's um, East
1: London, isn't it? Oh, no. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, Michael McGillicott, he was facing Tyson
0: Kidd yeah. in the, uh, the main event. Who was the second to last graduate yes. of the Heart Dungeon. before
1: Rick Victor. Yeah, yeah. They don't talk a lot about Rick Victor being...
0: A product of the heart I've dungeon. never heard it mentioned again since, I mean we're good
1: course yeah since then I mean even though it is a mm. wrestling gym which is closed for business ostensibly because the man who ran it is now dead yeah um, you still don't want that out there do
0: you I mean well in fairness to Rick Victor he's not terrible he's just like there yeah and that's most of the heart kids as well isn't it really <laughs> there yeah
1: they're there or dead or breath yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah that's right yeah. that's right yeah um keep it light yeah so uh, Michael McGillicuddy now is Curtis Axel mm. son of Kurt Axel <laughs> <laughs> and grandson of Larry the Axe Axel um <laughs> so let's go on to uh, not not the graps yeah not, not my graps um
1: now, considering it's developmental, you're supposed to be bringing through the next generation. Yeah. Um, we got two old duffers on the commentary, didn't we?
0: Well, I mean, the very first thing we saw was um, good old JR coming out to the Oklahoma song or whatever Some they call it. Shit. Um, and then he introduced uh, NXT General Manager. Inter- which was, was interim general manager was which it? was your nan Dusty Rhodes <laughs> Pat, Pat <Butcher>. yeah. <laughs> who came out and did a little dance yeah so two um,
1: old men came out yeah.
0: and then on commentary it was JR and William Regal who portrayed absolutely <laughs> zero charisma throughout this whole show he um, made Nigel McGuinness look good yeah and William Regal you know I, I think at his best, is one of the very best personalities in wrestling. Hmm. But to, tonight, tonight, um, fucking rotten. I'd say tonight, five years ago, <laughs> absolute disaster. But also, I think, it, it's been said, a fair amount over the past year or so, that Jim Ross, ain't got it anymore. <laughs> and this was five years ago. I, I, Chris, I, give me a hot
1: take on Jim Ross.
0: I posit, I put to you, Alan Boone, Jim Ross was never a very good commentator and that he was carried by the fact that he was in the WWF at the time when the stars were the very hottest, when the audience was rabid. Maybe, maybe people wanted to see Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mankind and The Undertaker and The Rock. And they were just excited to see them. And all JR had to do was shout their names loudly. Um, and yeah. people would... And people have lauded him as the greatest commentator of all time ever since.
1: Now, you see, I've often thought wrestling announcing is is weird in the, the people who are deemed to be very good at it. Under close inspection, probably aren't. And this the the people of of the the internet the the darker recesses of the internet Ooh, where old people hang out the dark web yeah they're they're gonna really have a go Gordon Soly was awful
0: I think he's just
1: um, Jim Ross is awful Joey Styles could be good but he was as much of a soundboard
0: yeah as, and I think as Jim Ross I think what those people did was complement a wrestling show that was already good Mm. it was already hot and very watchable Yeah, and all they had to do was not fuck it up and now somebody like JR is getting bookings based on his name and his history and he he turns I mean there's not so much the case here Um, here it was just standard JR reeling off you know nonsensical like oh that's a innovative offense that sort <laughs> of thing um but there have been times in recent history where it's like he's turned up and he doesn't know what he's commentating on like he, he, <laughs> he you put him on the world of sport taping he's not really sure who, he, who he's even watching and he just compares them all to the pe- his mates that he was commentating on 25 years ago like it, it's not so much that he is bringing anything particularly special to the product, it's that at the time when he was vital or felt like he was um relevant, he was just complimenting something that was yeah. already good. And I think to some extent that's the same with Gordon Soly. I think it's the same with Joey Styles. Like it just something just clicked and what they did worked with the thing that they were commentating on.
1: I think that good commentary in wrestling is like good refereeing in football. The minute I notice you're there you're not doing your job. Yeah. A commentator should guide the action along. It should not be so for instance everyone points out that my god he's broken in half and that man has a family all these lines that JR comes out. Um I know those lines, I don't particularly you know what they were attached to. No. They were they were attached to heinous acts of violence and spectacle. Um but I remember Jim Ross's part in that more than I remember the actual bit of it.
0: Well, except I, I think you probably do remember the points that he was commentating you just don't necessarily connect the two. Yeah. 'Cause you can I'm sure you can picture Mick Foley being thrown off the top of the hell in a cell hmm. and you just said, My God he's broken in half. Was like that, the, was yeah, that, those are those Right. Those are those two yeah. things. Um and it's just it's just like the the, the, the yeah, it's a catchphrase. It's, it feels hmm. like a catchphrase, it feels like something that will stick with you. But like it's not necessarily so easy to to connect the incident and the, the sort yeah. of catchphrase. Um I don't know. Anyway, the like it it was death. Like
1: Boo, down with old men. Well Boo. yeah, I
0: mean you just throw and they did do that eventually with NXT. They bought in some some new blood and tried to sort of um Gimme your three favourite NXT commentators. Oh god. Oh I don't know, I can't do this game. I liked it. I liked it when it was Paul Heyman would show up now and then, with, when they had Renee Young on it. Hmm. I like that. They, they always had good chemistry. I'm going to give
1: you Tom Phillips, yeah, who I think is doing really good work on the main roster now. I watched Summerslam over the past week. Yeah, cause that's how
0: long it was. Deceptively short, isn't he, Tom Phillips? Is he? I always think he looks, he's looks. he got a look of somebody who's probably quite tall. But mm. then when you see him next to wrestlers, it's really short. Well, it's because wrestlers are massive. Yeah, but not all of them. Not in Most 2017. Of Most of them.
1: Um, Tom Phillips, Corey Graves, and Renee Young. Yeah. I thought Renee Young okay. was a great commentator no, on, no, on
0: I don't think there's any controversial picks there. No. Um,
1: it's not like it's on for Percy Watson. Is
0: Renee Young commentating on the Mae Young thing? No. 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 was oh, JR, isn't it? JR. JR. Lita. And Alundra Blaze, apparently. She's doing some yeah. of it. Oh, God.
1: Anyway, anything else that was not your graps?
0: Um, I don't know.
1: Do you know what? The thing for me was the first episode of this series we watched Glow, mm. which was 31 years old. And, okay, it was different to a lot of wrestling shows that were around 31 years ago because it was filmed differently and um, there were inserts and cuts that were were not commonly used at the time. Um, but it felt fresher than something from five years ago. The oh. NXT... It it just felt a bit normal, like a wrestling show. And yeah, weirdly, I mean, when when I first got into uh, back into wrestling, NXT was one of the, the things that attracted me. And the the thing that I quite liked about it was that it was like an old time wrestling show. It was structured very much like that, but it seemed slow.
0: Yeah, I think maybe. Um... I mean, NXT came to be known as the show where you could go and watch really great wrestling. Mm. Um, I think on this show, you had a 15-minute main event. You had two other matches that went one and two minutes, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't really getting the top athleticism that you would come to get with yeah. NXT. Um, so it felt a bit more just like an episode of Superstars. Yeah. Uh I think if I was going to put a not my graps, this is completely with hindsight. So it's kind of taking the episode and looking at where it sits in in the history is, and we made a joke about it earlier, is that you're watching this and you're watching all of the superstars who would go on to appear on WWE superstars. On a regular basis. There were no people who have broken through. No. And been like main eventers on a regular basis on this show. Um, and there are people that have been treated throughout, like as NXT went on, as prominent stars on NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, Bo Dallas went on to become NXT champion. Spoilers. Yeah. The Ascension were NXT tag team champions. Um, as I say, Damien Sandal went on to... Be the Mrs. Stunt Double. Um, (laughs) uh, So, you know, there were people who did some notable things, but ultimately, uh, WWE never really sort of capitalised on them. I think at this point, it's quite interesting that the people who... Or maybe the one person that was on this show who feels like they've got the most momentum right now. And potentially the hottest property isn't even in WWE anymore and it's um Damien Sander. The current um Juice Robinson. Yeah. Um who, you know, is getting rave reviews for his work out in Japan. Um and this isn't just being i in the Indyrific Snow no. who oh well, new Japan fan, Boo WWE. It's just it feels like that fellow has gone on and he's improved and he hasn't sort of been damaged by years and years treading water in WWE. Hmm.
1: Ironically as well, he too didn't
0: look like he stank at this point in his career. No, he didn't have the dreadlocks either. No. Um, so that that's not—that's kind of a not my grabs, kind yeah. of wasted potential maybe.
1: Yeah, and as, as, right at the start we, I spoke about Bo Dallas, and it is a person who, as you said, it's points it feels like they're about to make that breakthrough with him yeah um and they just they just don't
0: um but so yeah i think it was worth a watch yeah i i mean and it's worth worth a watch for one of the same reasons that attracted me to watching nxt in the first place was that you kind of seeing these people before they go off and potentially achieve something Mm -hmm. like nxt always kind of had that allure less so now because of the way it's kind of put together with yeah. bringing in people who are already kind of stars. Like, but every now and then they bring someone through and you're like, oh, I don't know where this person's come from. And now they are quite entertaining. Yeah. Like, I mean, and they are still doing it a little bit. Um, that Lars Sullivan character, mm-hmm. um, Heavy Machinery. There are yeah. a few people that I quite like.
1: One One thing... That we, we did mention earlier that the lack of females, yeah. the lack of women on the show. Um, we saw two women, yeah. one of whom was the ring announcer, yeah. um, who I had to check because I thought it was Alicia Fox. It wasn't Alicia Fox. It was Alicia Fox's younger sister, Christina Crawford, um, who no longer with the company. And another one was Cesaro's valet.
0: Aksana, uh, I think that was. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: and she was only in the coming next week, his Cesaro bloke. And LXT would be go on to become known for its its women. Yeah. Uh, which kind of led to the women's revolution or the women's evolution or whatever they're calling it now. Um, but yeah, it was a bit of a sausage fest.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, it was kind of light on content, wasn't it, on the whole and yeah they didn't they they clearly weren't trying to do anything particularly interesting with the women back in 2012 which is a shame mm. but you know they would move on re- fairly quickly after that to start yeah. bringing um bringing some people in you know likes of and and I guess they had already done before this the the female only season of NXT the game show mm. um which is where they you know people like AJ Lee came through that. What happened to her? Uh, I don't know. I think she follows around some MMA guy now.
1: Undefeated in almost a year. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I hear he's he's gearing up for a boxing match against Frank Bruno. Is that right? Is that what's going on? Uh, um, And, uh, yeah, so... It would have been nice to have had some nod to that Mm. on this episode. Alas. Yeah. wasn't to be. No. Um, It's worth a watch. That's on the WWE Network. Yes. Or I'm sure if you are so inclined, you could find it through more nefarious means. Yeah. Damn the man. Um, So maybe give that a watch. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Let us know whether you... Um, would have bothered getting through to the end of it, <laughs> like we did. Um, I mean, the main event wrestling wise was fun enough. It was all right. It's a very watchable fifteen minute match. Yeah. Tyson Kid's always been good, yeah. so it's a shame that um, that he's not able to to do that anymore.
1: But a victory for his cats. Yeah. Um, he gets to spend more time with his cats.
0: Yeah. So uh, that's your episode that's episode two mm, of the first of our first series um shall we decide on what we're going to do next now yeah let's put, put put ourselves on the spot um how about we do the first ROH show next okay yeah, yeah. do you want to do that yeah okay so next time we do one of these yeah. it might not be next week Might be a couple of weeks away Yeah Um, But we're going to talk about uh, The first ROH show
1: The Era of Honour Begins Yep
0: Um, Which um, Features loads of your favourites So maybe go and watch that If you haven't already seen it Um, We will watch it And we will be back to chat about it Hmm. And I'll tell you Because
1: he's no doubt on the show uh, About my amazing Red story Okay Okay
0: great i look forward to it yeah um so for now social media um i am at muscly babies alan is at Indie sleeves we are at love the graps it is late it so is. go to bed bye then We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Up the hills that we fly, there the seasons of time All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun